Welcome into the Missouri Farm Bureau's Digging In podcast. Janet Adkison with you here again this week. And we are joined this week by Sarah Wyatt. Sarah is the owner and the editor of AgriPulse. And of course, it's an online publication that knows the ins and the outs of Washington, D.C. and all the excitement going on there. Or I guess, Sarah, in this case, the non-excitement that's going on in Washington, D.C. It seems like things have kind of uh, come to a halt. Well, it's just been churning really for the last two weeks, Janet, as we've been watching to see whether the GOP, which has a very narrow margin of error to deal with at any rate, uh, is trying to elect a new Speaker of the House. And we've seen the removal of Kevin McCarthy, who was Speaker, and then attempts to elect his replacement have not gone well either. Uh, starting with Steve Scalise and now um, Jim Jordan, a congressman from Ohio. And so yesterday we watched as um, uh, Congressman Jordan got 200 votes, still not enough to be elected speaker. And they're going to try again today. So um, it's kind of the old try, try again thing, as you may have remembered when Speaker McCarthy was elected in January, it took 15 ballots at that time. So it's not unusual to have more than one ballot, but um, it'll be interesting to watch today when they start voting around noon, whether or not Mr. Jordan is going to increase his odds or decrease his odds after yesterday's vote. Now, Sarah, you and I have been chatting for a number of days, planning to do this podcast, and uh, we were going to wait until after the election and they had a new speaker and kind of how that would impact the farm bill. But the way things have rattled down, it just seems like, as you say, it's one ballot after another. So we don't really know what to expect. So uh, I kind of figured let's get the conversation started and then we'll follow up again once we do have a speaker elected. But going back to McCarthy being ousted, I mean, how did we get here? Well, there's a lot of different interpretations on um, what went right and what went wrong for Mr. McCarthy. But as I was speculating earlier this year, people would be asking me, well, what's the timeline for the farm bill? And I said, can you tell me how long Kevin McCarthy will remain speaker? Because that's going to have a big impact on it. And you could almost read the handwriting on the wall earlier this year because that very narrow majority that's held by the Republicans um means that in any speaker vote, they can only lose four. And that's really, really difficult to manage because in almost any election or in any vote, you're going to have some who just are going to want to vote clearly for their district and not with their leadership. And right now what we're seeing is the Democrats are all voting with their leadership. And so there aren't any Democratic votes that are going to help the GOP elect a speaker. Um, They have to corral all of their members, which have a very divergent set of opinions on on how we move forward with funding the federal government. So I think that Speaker McCarthy um, made a lot of deals with different members of Congress about how he would advance the agenda, including cutting um, a spending deal with the White House. And that infuriated some people. Um, You know, you almost have those who want to lead and and keep the ball moving in terms of federal legislation and those who are no regardless of whatever is advanced. So um, trying to balance all those is difficult for any person. Um, So I think uh, Speaker McCarthy fell into that trap where he just had the no people constantly at him. And finally, when um, 
Matt Gates, who hails from the state of Florida, made the challenge to ouster him. Um, you know, this has all been a result of that. So for two weeks, we've kind of been in the wilderness without a speaker for the Republicans, while the Democrats are rightfully pointing out that the Republicans are stalling legislation and funding of, of other uh, government entities as we approach, I know, this short-term CR that was passed. And uh, we've also got a huge conflict in Israel, the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. So it's a it's a troubling time uh, for all of us who are watching the what's happening in the federal government. It, it just seems like the wheels keep spinning, but they're just not making any progress on a lot of things. Um, you mentioned Matt Gates. You know, he's the one that brought about the the ouster of McCarthy. Um, does he even have a future in Congress? I mean, are are folks upset with him, or are folks? Do you know if he's got the support to continue his role? Well, as you may have recalled, he did have an ethics uh, investigation uh, regarding some of uh, his personal issues. And so some folks believe that that was at the heart of the challenge to McCarthy, that he had let that go on. And I, and I really don't know how you can point that. But one thing I think people have to understand is that in the background is you have several members who are very safe districts. Um, there is not going to probably be a primary challenge or a Democrat who can win in some of these districts where these hardline Republicans are casting votes. On the other hand, what you saw with Speaker, um, the attempt by Jim Jordan to be the Speaker is that you had some of the moderates saying, not so fast, we're not going to go along with some of these. So, for example, Don Bacon out of Nebraska would be one of those who's a in a very much a swing district. And he was um, one who voted for Kevin McCarthy yesterday rather than Jim Jordan. So <clears throat> if you if you look at the votes, you can pretty much see a reflection of the districts, but you also see people, I think probably one of the most surprising ones because she's in leadership is uh, Congressman Kay Granger, who leads the Appropriations Committee, did not vote uh, for Jim Jordan. Um, uh, the Missouri delegation did, and um, you know some states, Iowa's delegation all did, and I think you'll see some changes in votes today. Like Doug LaMalfa uh, voted for McCarthy yesterday, and he has signaled that he will vote for Jordan today. Uh, but what we'll be watching is whether some of the folks that voted for Jordan on the first ballot will flip their vote on the second ballot. Now, regarding Jim Jordan um, and also Steve Scalise, um, it was my understanding that Jim Jordan hasn't been a strong proponent of the farm bill in years past. Uh, is there a concern from the those members of the ad committee as they try and move forward with the farm bill? Well, if you talk to people in, in Jordan's district in Ohio, you'll find a lot of people who are very concerned because he's never voted for a farm bill. And and he's not been a real um, supporter of things like renewable fuels and um, some of the farm subsidies. Uh, I've been in meetings where Jim Jordan has spoken against uh, a lot of different uh, price supports and uh, things that are important out in farm country. But he's given assurances to G.T. Thompson, who chairs the House Ag Committee, that he'll be able to bring a farm bill up in regular order. And um, GT told our crew that um, he's feeling he was feeling pretty bullish, at least earlier in the week, that 
he could get things done with Jordan as speaker, including keeping nutrition and the farm bill provisions together. Um, but as we talked to uh, the chairman last night, he said, now we're kind of back at ground zero waiting to see uh, whether we're going to have a speaker with this round of votes or whether we'll then be able to advance appropriations and eventually get floor time for a farm bill. So as somebody who's only followed politics through my career, I would not consider myself a diehard polit political watcher, but um, it seems to me that being the Speaker of the House not only is it a prestigious opportunity, but it's also one that carries a lot of weight, uh, power in the House. Why are there not more members who want to grab that flag and run with it if they know they can make a difference, especially in our rural communities? Well, I think you did see some of that um, emerge where you saw Austin Scott, who's from Georgia and, and is on the House Ag Committee, threw his name into the ring. Um, partially, I think, to give people an alternative uh, to support. Um, but we also have seen a lot of people saying, for example, that the the temporary speaker, um, Patrick McHenry, could be uh, a, a person that they could rally behind in the future. But the easy answer is that you see how difficult it can be with slim margins to lead a caucus. And so for uh, several people, they're probably asking themselves, do I really want a job like that? <laughs> that also means it, you know, might not last real long. So um, I, I think that there are a very well-intentioned people who are very capable of, of doing this job, but given the, the numbers that they're dealing with, uh, it, it can be kind of a, a, a very sensitive situation for many. Absolutely. And you mentioned Austin Scott, and I did see the headline of him tossing his hat in the ring. And I had a conversation with some coworkers, but then whenever I checked the internet within a couple hours, he'd already pulled his hat out of the ring. So <laughs> I wasn't yeah. able to follow along on his trail there quite so fast. Well, it was interesting, too. A lot of people were like, who's Austin Scott? Well, most of us in farm country know that he's on the House Ag Committee and he's been very active. But uh, it, well, there, you could see some other names like that emerge uh, as we go forward, depending on how the vote goes today. Well, as we we're talking here on Wednesday, I believe it's yeah Wednesday morning, I'm Time is just getting away from me because there's so many things going on, but uh, they're going to vote again today. So once that takes place and once they actually nail down a speaker, I'm hoping that you and I can kind of chat again and see where that speaker's election might lead us for the farm bill, if that's OK with you. Yes, I'd appreciate that opportunity, Janet. You know, one of the things that we are always watching for courts is what are the implications for people who live in rural America? And Kevin McCarthy was very engaged on farm bill discussions and very adamant that he wanted to get it done this year. Um, so we'll be watching and waiting to see who, if anyone can get the nod this week and look forward to visiting with you and all your Farm Bureau friends in the future. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you very much. Again, we've been talking with Sarah Wyatt. She is the owner and editor of AgriPulse. Joining us here on this week's Missouri Farm Bureau podcast, Digging In.